Hey there, Star Wars Rebels fans. Welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Rebels After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Guys, after a long hiatus, we are back to talk about Season 4, Episodes 10 and 11, Jedi Knight and Doom. And there's a lot to talk about. Let's stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. My heart. I was not prepared. I still feel like we should have started with the Lacrimosa. I mean, that that is the problem. This music is too triumphant for what we just watched, Yay. intro music wise. No. I know, but when you when you when you learn about the you know the end result, you're kind of like, well, it is a triumphant moment. Even if it's despair. Oh, so much despair and darkness. Anyway, hi guys. <laughs> How are your broken hearts being mended this evening? Uh, welcome back to the Star Wars Rebels After Show. As we said, it is it has been a while since uh, we were on hiatus, so oh, it's yeah. nice to all be back in the studio. Guys, uh, let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel to my left, Joelle Monique. Hey guys, I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique and every week at blackgirlnerds.com. And to her left, Kate. Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. And to my left, I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTV Revels, as well as an eye on the live chat for all of you guys watching live. Hi! It's been so long. We missed you. Um, and really quick, before we get started, I also wanted to let you guys know about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. It is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. And if you guys do leave a comment, you might even get a shout out on the show, just like General Mike, who says, great podcast for a great cartoon. Been binging Star Wars Rebels over the last few weeks and catching up on the podcast while at work, and it's just great supplement to the show between the witty banter between the hosts and some great guests from the Rebels voice cast. I only wish I had been watching the cartoon sooner so I could enjoy this podcast sooner. Thank Aww. you so much, You're General wonderful Mike. And we love Hearts, you. What? For sure. And welcome also- to the Madhouse right at the end. <laughs> uh, beginning of the end. Um, one more disclaimer, guys, and uh, we are all caught up on the Star Wars movie canon. So if you, by some chance, and I know that it's hard to believe, but there are some people or out there. Or religious choice. <laughs> I actually just talked to somebody uh, yesterday who had not seen The Last Jedi yet because they couldn't afford to take their entire family to the oh, movie theater. Okay, so heartwarming choice. So it's one of those things where... It's a hundred dollar choice is what that mm-hmm. is. By any chance, if you haven't seen The Last Jedi yet, if you're not all caught up on the Star Wars film canon, we might inadvertently be discussing it, especially Rogue One, yeah. since that seems to be where, mm. time-wise, this season of Rebels is going to end. We're so, cozying up to Rogue One here. We, so we had some drops. This is an official spoiler alert for all the Star Wars movies, and we'll be giving that spoiler alert probably for the rest of the series. Yes. Okay, guys. Yeah. Beginning of the end, and we are sprinting to the finish line. Um, what's your initial thoughts after these two episodes, besides just the heart-wrenching screams of agony that my heart is making. Look. Well, Wilford in chat says, I guess we can cross off the Kanan is Snoke theory. That was a theory? <laughs> Boy, did I miss that one. Not I was just seeing the Ezra is Snoke Look, theory. When you don't answer Star Wars fans' questions about who people are, we will come up with a theory, alright? I mean, Snoke was really disfigured, guys. 
Who knows? He had the glass over <laughs> eyes. He could be. He could have been Frankenstein back together after the explosion. You don't know. He literally okay, died. Do you know? Don't confirmed. stretch this out. Don't. <laughs> yeah, let's literally end here. Died in a fight. <laughs> okay. So, so ladies, yes. Initial initial thoughts after these two episodes. Look, I what I appreciate from Disney is if you're going to kill off a character, give us so much warning that we can be emotionally and physically prepared for that eventual end. They were telegraphing they it pretty were hard. Like, they were like, here's just a little softball. Like, Ezra, you're going to lead the team. I was like, oh, it's not good. Oh, well, here, here he's going to cut off his bun. Oh, that's not that's not good. Oh, that is not the samurai way. Here comes Hannah saying, more? I love you. We already know Jedi can't fall in love. That's no good. How <laughs> many more death flags can we stick on this character before it becomes overwhelming? Hera, it's my first day on the job. Or, conversely, and I'm two days away from retirement. retirement. <laughs> also, Hera going, by the way, we have a child on the way. Like, all of, <laughs> all of these things. Could this have... is just like the first time we met. Hera, no! You know what this leads to. <laughs> that being said, setup-wise, um, yeah, they, they were telegraphing it pretty hard. But at the same time, it's like, I can't fault the show for that. It was no. so beautifully done. It was just a matter of, like, we know where this is going. It's just making it that much more painful by the time we actually get there. Yeah. And because the, even though they were telegraphing it super hard, because of the lighthearted nature of this particular episode, with the exception of all the torture scenes, um, <laughs> the lighthearted nature of everything leading up to Kanan's death. I'm still with you, you Megan. There's, there's a good chunk of this episode where you're in denial about it, even though they're telegraphing it really hard. They're, like, they're telegraphing it so hard, but you're still like, maybe. Maybe they'll make it out. Maybe he'll be okay. Maybe he'll hang on for a little longer. I'm still stuck on the lighthearted nature of this episode, aside from all the torture. Like, sure, that brings it down a little, but we're all having a good time. Star Wars, am I wrong? Well, we were afraid as Rook started chasing down Kanan that his death might be less than, uh... Fantastic. Yeah. Which is, you require a great death for our great characters. And luckily we got that, at least. Like, for all the foreshadowing, which, again, I, I don't fault anyone for it. No. You wanted to, like, you, you. this is how it had to be. And also, because they do such a great job of when he's meditating and looking out across the field and you get all these different flashes, whether it's, like, it's not called a wolf. What are we calling them here? No, they're lo- they're lo- lo- wolves. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So the whether it's the wolf or he's hearing voices or uh, we get Hera's eyes for a moment, like you understand that Kanan's come to a complete decision about what's about to happen, and so you're just kind of along for the ride, and you're like, okay, so now the next fifteen twenty minutes is me just mentally preparing for that eventual end, and when that fire comes out, I was like, oh, this is this is heartbreaking. Now, it's so freaking awesome. I have a question. Because this is, um, this could be, this could have been seen as a very routine rescue mission because they rescued Kanan back in season one, which again, this is a nice, in terms of story parallels. Bookending. Yeah, this is a nice bookend. But my question is whether or not, because of Jedi's connection to the Force, if they can actually sense when their time is sort of coming to an end. It kind of seems like it. I don't know. They're not Discworld wizards. (laughs) Yoda's yeah. been around for a thousand years, I mean. All I'm saying is if we look at different Jedi that we've seen go out, like, there seems to be a very distinct knowledge. Like, Obi-Wan could sense when Darth Maul was a coming. A sense of finality about right. it. And he knew that he was going to end his life. He was like, so this is the final time I'm going to fight Darth Maul. Great. 
dope. Uh, when Obi-Wan goes to fight Vader for the last time, there's this sense and a lot of final last words. So it would not surprise me. Maybe they don't get the whole picture. Maybe it's fragmented. But I feel like they understand, like, oh, I have to transcend my next major spoiler alert. <laughs> Just warn, get out of here if you haven't seen all the Star Wars movies. Luke also sensed it and was See prepared around, for it. kid. The, um, my, <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> um, my, the, the reason I'm wondering that is because Kanan uses the excuse that he, it's his feelings towards Hera that would make his judgment clouded going into this mm. mission. I feel like that was only partially true. I feel like you don't take all those other steps if you're not kind of sensing that something's not right. I feel like every step he took on this mission was like, well, this is how I die. Like, oh, we're going to go in on gliders. This is how I die. I guess I'll die. magnetic wall climbers. This is how I die. (laughs) Every single thing is like, well, I may not make it out of this, so let's do it. Let's do it. Jenkins this. Again, I I really feel like he knew what was about to happen because his last words to Ezra and Sabine were, was, may the force be with you. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, nope. Uh, all of it. Keep all it of together. It. Hold, <laughs> it. Hold all the emotions we, inside of you, buddy. We have a show to do. Yes. Keep it. Keep the feelings inside. It's fine. And here's the thing. This happened because Price got tilted. Dude. The rebels mm. rescue each other all the time, but she mm. was so mad about Hera getting out that she turned a relatively minor loss for the Empire into a catastrophic loss. She sure did. Not to mention, like, she, she was kind of sexually excited, like, torturing Hera. She was like, <laughs> I'm I not a fan of art. <laughs> I don't like art, girl. I'm just here to shock you until you scream, which and we should oh, never yeah. torture Hera again. Like, those screams were awful to my ears. I did not. And usually I'm like, blood and guts and horror. I did not like it for Mama Hera. It was not working for me. Um... But yeah, I I just think she was having too much fun and her plaything was getting away, and she got she lost a little she lost sight of the goal. She got tilted. She yeah, like, that's absolutely. Something that's become very apparent in the last, basically in the last like season, season and a half of Rebels, is that Price is nowhere near on the same level as Thrawn. No. Oh, like no, she, no one is. No one but. is. But like when you see them side by side and you see their reactions to problems. It's it's very apparent that he is like leagues uh, ahead of her because she reacts very viscerally. She's extremely petty when it comes to personal grudges mm-hmm. and slights, and she sees Hera escaping as an affront <laughs> to her authority. And maybe partially too, like she's like, ah, I was interrogating her, and she did say there was a rebel here, and I let that go. That's a mistake on me, and I'm really angry about it. And she's lashing out. Yeah. And we, I just lost it. Uh, Kevin Ross in chat says, now we know why there were no tie defenders in episode four. Mm. Like, and I love that they wrapped that up, that it's like, here's this brand new, terrifying piece of technology. And it's like, well, we have to make this so that it doesn't happen in A New Hope because it wasn't there. Curse my villainous hubris. Speaking of, um, we we brought this up while we were watching when there was that little bit of Rogue One shout outs uh, about... Uh, the Project, Project Stardust <laughs> and uh, General Krennic. And, like, it's kind of fun seeing the other side of it, like, looking at that sort of bureaucracy. And, again, knowing that Tarkin is in Rogue One and everything like that and how they're constantly butting heads. 
and all that. But like as he's relaying this information to Thrawn, we all sat there and went, what if Thrawn had been the one in charge of the Death Star? That would not yeah. have been good. He'd have sealed that little hole so badly. <laughs> like, don't even worry about that. Let's go. What is this error in the ventilation system? Can you explain why this made it past the design phase? Uh, like, if anybody has any AU fanfics where that's the scenario, I would love to keep check it. And, and that keep fanfic, it. I don't want to see it. There is no life after that. He just systematically blows up planets until there's no planets left. And he's like, great, now I can die in peace. <laughs> yeah, no, like, put Thrawn in charge of anything. Like, half of the reason that Star Wars happens is because villainous hubris. Mm-hmm. That, that That's half of what the rebellion runs on is, we do our best, and they screw up. <laughs> like, that is how this works. At least the rebels so, get vacation days. <laughs> yeah, and so if you take someone who seems to be lacking in villainous hubris, or can at least temper it well enough to work through it, and put him in charge of one of the most dangerous weapons the galaxy has ever known oh yeah we'd all be dead there would be no star wars there would just be thrawn <laughs> only thrawn endless universe just of death thrawn. Yep. it just the empire it like the empire its entire reach would have gone throughout the galaxy series over sadness and despair so yeah so <laughs> yeah speaking of thrawn though we have this wonder one of the things i've really appreciated about this series is how Thrawn very much sees Syndulla as a legitimate threat, one that needs to be respected. Um, He very much respects her strategies and, you know, just her tactics. And it's, it's something really interesting to see a villain like Thrawn not... who talks down to basically everybody in, like, a not talk down way, kind of... Like, have this conversation with Hera where he's basically trying to pick apart her past and find her breaking point. Oh, I didn't know she had a little brother. He's and so flippant. The, and in those, like, 30 seconds, he was more, infect, more effective at interrogation than everyone else. So true. So true. And she was just... I, I admire Hera's ability to, like, remove herself from the situation and be like, no, it's cool. I'm not telling you anything. Like, bring back the shocky lady. But I also... <laughs> She's easier to deal with. <laughs> totally. I can deal with the battering ram, but I don't want to do this scalpel thing. But Thrawn... I... He's so... Because at one point, it feels like he respects her so much. And, like, I just really want to know about your art and your culture and... We know he wants to understand for malicious reasons, but I also think he wants to understand out of, like, genuine curiosity Legitimate and respect for... an intellectual yeah, standpoint. For yeah, for she comes from. But then she was like, yeah, I'm probably going to die. You're not going to get anything. He's like, oh, no, I fully expect you to die. I was like, damn, dude, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. I, I Really oh, casual heart. about that. <laughs> so flippant. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where the you know the reality of her death. He's like, no, 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 that is that is a guaranteed thing in this scenario. Oh yeah, just thought I'd let you know that this art is being fully appreciated, and I just want to know as much about it before your untimely death. I really want to hear it to spit in his face. Good home. <laughs> Spit in his face, Hera. Uh, Black Jones in chat says, So my friend thinks that Kanan is still alive. He thinks if this were Netflix or Adult Swim, then Kanan would be a sure death, but since it's Disney, he may still have hope. Um, I really love this idea that Disney doesn't kill people. <laughs> like, have we, you seen any Disney Bambi's feature mother. ever? 
We Nemo's mother. Ever. This series, ever. the turning point for me for this series was one, those two officers getting decapitated by, by the Inquisitor. Inquisitor. Yeah. The Inquisitor dying. And then the minister getting killed at the very beginning of season one. Guys, Death is a thing that happens in the show, even if the characters are reluctant to admit it. Plus, we get some really, in terms of whether or not he's actually dead, we get some pretty decent confirmation from this wolf dream that we'll we'll get into when we start covering the next episode. Um, but just this idea that, well, it's star, like Star Wars does death regardless. Star mm-hmm. Wars does a lot of death. Oh, yeah. But this idea that because it's Disney, they won't kill anyone? Disney murders people left, right, and center in their properties. We just like to not think about it because it's the mouse and the mouse is happy and true love fixes everything. <laughs> guys, 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 yeah. you think Dis- because it's owned by Disney that Rogue One wouldn't have ended the way it did? <laughs> That's- but that was a Star Wars story. Disney was <laughs> so, so much it. like, look over here, Star Wars story, not Disney. Don't uh, worry about that. Yeah, this is also still very much Star Wars. Like, it, like, yeah, no. By that Disney logic, absolutely murders people in its properties. Do not be fooled by the happiest yeah. whatever. Like, I mean, by just, that logic, Clone Wars would have never killed anyone either. Um, yeah. Which, again, flawed reasoning. Although I understand the, the desire to want to believe that Kanan's still alive. Oh, sure. Because, I mean, he... He was a fantastic character, and his death scene was extremely emotionally charged. Oh, yeah. And let's let's talk about leading up to that, because we get this scene where he rescues, essentially, drunk Hera, which was, it was kind which of nice great. to actually on screen see the effects of the mind probe, because I've only yeah. ever seen that in books and audio dramas, uh, to actually see mm-hmm. how a person is reacting afterwards. So it was kind of nice to have drunk mom and dad hanging out. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and all, again, all of their exchanges are just 100% telegraphing how doomed Mr. Doom was. Mm. Yeah. Uh, his name is Doom, guys. He was doomed from the start. I mean, thank goodness we watch with subtitles because homonyms in the Star Wars universe are interesting. For sure. Super and hilariously obvious. But yeah, even even with the, the mind probe, Hera... Hera you know, sobers up relatively quickly and gets to tell him, I love you. And I think that was the nail in the coffin. Quite and literally. Of course, right there. But that is a closed Fuel casket explosions. funeral. Just, I, I really, I thought it was going to be fast because I'm so used to, especially in this universe, in the Rebels universe, people die really quickly. Look at Darth Maul's death. Like yeah, that, that was so quick. So fast. Like, me. Maybe 15 seconds of like shing shing stab. You're just like, oh, oh, that's it. So I, I thought did I master it work. We had some full on <laughs> samurai go in here. Totally. So I, I was convinced that, you know, it would be a quick force push of Hera and then explosion. To have the flames like licking around his like force push. It was beautiful. To oh, have yeah. her run back to him. I'm fine. And then, like, <laughs> no, it, it's a slow push, and then a huge one of, like, we have to, you have to leave. I am making a really, like, a choice. Can we finally get to the thing about the eyes? What happened? Like, yeah, I want to hear the chat's the, opinion. It was very the weird. The color came back into his eyes, and I think the implication was that in that moment he could see again. I don't know if that was the force restoring his vision so he could see the explosion. I just want you to I'm see your death. You know what it was? Emotional force magic. You know what it was? What? Guys, 
That was either the force allowing him or him manipulating the force to fix his eyes so he could see Harrow one more time. Yep. It's also Hera's yeah. eye color. It's not Caden's original co- eye color. It's Hera's eye color. Oh, oh, you're right. And I was like, what is, is he seeing through her eyes? Or I don't know. It was clearly symbolic of something. If we can get a writer, producer, or director in here to explain this to me, I really appreciate the subtext of that moment because it happened fast. Do we have any predictions about what that might be in the chat? Um, everyone's just still kind of making fun of it. <laughs> I love you all. Y'all are mean. So confused. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, again, I think in this moment it was just so he could see her one last time. It was to emphasize the connection that they have um, and how long they had been together. And that, yeah, this, it was so beautifully done and honestly, yeah, I, I think as far as character deaths go, even though this one was pretty predictable, this was probably one of my favorites out of, like, all the character send-offs that we've gotten in Star Wars. Especially because other beloved characters, it's kind of ambiguous whether or not they died. They died in very unceremonious fashions. This was, this was satisfying. This was a satisfying end to his character. This, we're in series finale territory. No one is safe. <sighs> Should we, uh, anything uh, else we want to bring up about this episode before we move on to the next one? Like maybe the Steven Spielberg whimsy moment? <laughs> it was, the flying was great. Even Hera's comment of like, but I'd prefer to fly these. And I was like, you yeah, go drunk, Hera. Um, yeah, and even like watching the whole team get together or, or the season one exploits of breaking in of like, we're going to set up, like, a four-wheeler, and we're going to hook up, like, metal paper airplanes, and we're just going to launch you guys in with the bats. Like, no one's going to notice. It felt very season one in terms of, like, guys, we're going to come up with a quirky plan to stick it to the Empire well, and save our friends. Well, we but in like season one, people are going to die. <laughs> well, and I say season one. I don't mean it in a derogatory way. No, no, no. I, it was just... A whimsical thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you have to think they've been stripped of everything, so they have to rely on their season one scrappiness. Like, they don't have a potential. They're not even building a team yeah. anymore. They're like, look, Mon- here's the mission we have to get in. Mon Moth is not sending us anyone, so it's go or die right now. Yeah. Um, yep. And it worked. Every, everybody well, they who, went and also died. Everybody who was going to help us in this scenario is super dead right now. We we only have ourselves to rely on right now, and it's up to us to save Hera and stop this whole TIE Defender program. And so, yeah, it, it is very season one in that regard of just, we're on Lethal, we're on our own. Except things have escalated quite a bit since Just a then. bit. Just a little, <laughs> little tiny bit. I mean, that really got out of hand. <laughs> um, okay, anything else we want to talk about with Jedi Knight before we move Breaking on to Doom? the news to Zeb. What a good scene. That was, was that the second episode? That was the no. second episode. No, it? that was the yeah, second yeah. episode. Oh, that's right. But, like, we watched them back to back, so. It, it yeah. felt it, like one long episode. It was seamless. It was that, like, he's waving at them, and he's like, yay, hey, he's back, yay. And Why like, is everyone in a bad mood? What happened? Oh, you mean he's captured? No. No. He's no. Gone, gone. I, I that love, half a second of hopeless denial. Mm. But, like, again, what a, what a well-executed scene because when Ezra's he can't even bring himself to say Kanan's dead he's just he's gone he's gone and Zeb just 
in a move that's very indicative of how much their relationship has grown, just embraces him. And I was like, that was one of the moments where I was just like, okay, it's fine. Everything's yeah. great. Chopper holding Hera's hand had the similar, because yes. as you said, even the angry alley cat is having an emotional breakdown in this moment. Like, it's, it's that whole team is kind of glued together through Kanan, uh, whether he's your master or the love of your life or that guy you fight with sometimes, like, he had such a presence. And so to see it affect the team made a lot of sense. I was hoping we would get so much further in the story in this episode than we did. I'm, I, I'm impatient. I'm like, how does it end, though? Jedi Temple now! I find actually, out in a couple weeks. I no. don't mind episodes like this because, for me, after a scene like like where we lose a major character, I don't mind taking an episode to process that. I yeah. don't mind. Because that's what happens in real life. You you experience grief and you need time to deal with it and everybody deals with it differently. Um, one one thing I didn't appreciate about this episode was, and I, I understand where, it's, where this sentiment is coming from, but Ryder's like, well... It's hopeless now. <laughs> it's like, no, you just need to give Hera, like, 15 minutes. She'll get over it. But, like, to immediately be like, well, the one Jedi Master that we had uh, is is dead now. Uh, game over, man. Game over. It's like, just the fact that everyone immediately gave up. And that the Empire assumed that they'd give up. And then that they did. It's like, well, we lost one person. We're hosed. And I'm like... Did we ever consider him to be in charge? I mean, he was a fantastic asset, I, but Hera was in charge. I think it's more that Harris is inconsolable in this moment. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Give her 15 minutes, it will be fine. And she she yeah. can't be expected to rally in less than, like, 20. Like, yeah. she, it she literally happened 40 minutes ago. Like, we landed Calm and we came and delivered the news to you. If you could just let us process and grieve a minute, say goodbye, and then we'll get we'll get it back together. What also made me upset is, like, girl, this is war. Like, turning off the radio is not helping anybody do nope. anything. Nope. They're planning giant parades. What else are they planning? Do we get the route here? Do we know what time people are supposed to show? Like, there's a lot of details we need for whatever plan is next. Can we slow our roll a bit? But Joelle, this is drama. That's all the information they needed. It was it's perfectly true. timed. Yeah, that's true. You walk into <laughs> a room, true. you hear everything you need to hear, and, and then, then we cut you, it you turn on the TV at just the, <laughs> the right, right moment. moment. <laughs> Breaking yeah, news. We probably shouldn't have expected them to start talking about their evil plan in public. Shifting gears course. completely. How's our evil scheme going? Along? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different animated series but nonetheless it is fun to bring people a long way to finish a sentence so anyway um but yeah ta- like that that was the one bit about this episode that i didn't care for was just writers immediate like well all hope is lost and it's like guess i'll die yes he was a very important part of the rebellion and jedi were really hard to come by let's be real because uh, at this point in time, nobody knows what happened to Ahsoka. Ezra's not finished his training. Kanan was the only Jedi that they knew. For all they knew, he was the last one. So I get where it's like, mm, that's a huge problem. But at the same time, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, we got mom back. It's, it's going to be okay. It's okay. Mom. We'll just throw in the towel. We're done. Bye. <laughs> Guys. Um, but talking about the different ways that people process grief, um, yeah, Hera has to, she isolates herself. 
and uh, it's just her and Chopper, and it's just this really heartfelt moment of her having, you know, questioning, why didn't I say it sooner? Why didn't... And that's the, some, you know, something that everybody who loses somebody asks themselves, like, oh, mm-hmm. I thought there would be more time to do this. I thought we could... I thought we had a future together, and why did I put it off? And now it's too late. Yeah, yes. I like that she did it in the same space where uh, he made, where Kane made the decision to end his life, um, where we saw him make his transformation, is where we're seeing her make her transformation. I think it continues the link between them, which is really beautiful and symbolic and nice to see, um, including just the giant crack in the rock of, like, together but not... Mm. Yeah. Oh. Um, I talking about the visuals in in this uh, in these episodes, just this series, I think my favorite bit about this scene was just when she sits down and his helmet is just right there in the center of the frame. Mm. Um yeah, it was it was really well done. <laughs> this all of this was incredibly well done. Although occasionally there was something like, Oh yeah, she stood there because she knew the framing would be there. That's like <laughs> <laughs> it was convenient, but it, we're not going to question it. Okay, it looked great. You know what? It I did. questioned a lot of Zeb and Sabine's <laughs> choices in this episode. Okay, Look, Zeb and Sabine were everything because this is how I want to react when I face death. Like I am angry. Let's go take action about this. <laughs> I love that they weren't uh, like they made noises about. All right, we're going to go add fireworks to the parade, and then thank goodness they weren't actually dumb enough to go do that. Like I so, thought for sure. They'd wind up in the city and awful things would happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, thank God they weren't quite that stupid. I mean, Sabine yes. was really the one thinking, because I think Zeb would have marched straight in and started swinging. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. She had to constantly be like, hey, what about this over here? Now, Maybe we just blow up the bike and watch <laughs> from a safe distance. Like, Would that make you feel better? You can punch the guy with his helmet on. It's okay. We can find ways to let out this aggression. Now, quick question. Do we feel like uh, the way Sabine and Zeb and Sabine's uh, sort of plot line, do we feel like this was maybe a little tonally inconsistent? Because the rest of the episode is very mournful. But do we feel like theirs, because theirs had a few comedic moments, but do we feel like those were out of place within the context of the rest of the episode, or was it much needed? Not at all. You need moments to let off steam. And some of the some of it was like, oh my god, you guys are just being stupid. Why did you give up the advantage of surprise? And some of them were just flat out hilarious. Well, and sometimes you need that. Yeah, I think structurally for the show, it, it worked to add comedy. But I also feel like this just shows that people grieve very differently. Like even Ezra and uh, Hera, even though they both kind of seclude themselves, they're. Well, then, like, she's going to a safe space where Kanan last was. He's just wandering the wilderness. Like, I don't know what happens next or what to do. Like, I, I'm just going to start walking. Like, I and guess I'll figure it out. And then, yeah, I'll stop <laughs> being able to communicate with animals all of a sudden for reasons I don't understand. Um, he's not in line with the force. That's my theory. <laughs> but but I, I feel like some people, instead of crying, you know, they go out and punch things. I think that's, I think that's what they were doing. Is they were mourning in a very different way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good way of putting it. And yeah, Sabine's way is let me blow it up. Uh, <laughs> and Zeb's is let me punch it till it dies. Um which nearly happened. Like that for as dark as this show's gotten, that was dark. 
That was literally dark. beating Amanda dead what, with her fists. What like, I, oh, I will say, it is a little strange that Sabine is completely content setting off explosions that definitely kill people versus Zeb doing it with his own two hands. Like, when in fact, it's probably better to remove Rook from the scenario because he is dangerous but there's exploding people for tactical reasons as part of strategy as part of an act of war and then there's killing someone in an act of rage and that would probably damage zeb and that's the kind of thing that you want to avoid he's come a long way from his fighting days from from you know before we knew him i didn't even think about that there was probably a little ptsd happening right there oh and so Star Wars, it's freaking awesome. Uh, dying whale noises over there, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Dying oh, space whale guys, noises. Guys, when we get to uh, Callus's inevitable death, I'm going to be inconsolable. She's going to be on the floor. I'm going to be taking video and putting it on Twitter. Okay. Uh, it's not very nice. Anyway. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> you were saying, Joel. I never uh, said I was nice. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. It's gone now. <laughs> You're talking about Zeb and whether and how murdering oh, Rook would have damaged him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, me personally, I was like, yeah, no, you have to kill that guy. He's like a master tracker, and I wasn't sure how they were dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure how they were gonna work around that because he, to me, in an act of war, like he got to die. Again, in war times, in, in war times, that guy can't be allowed to live. But I feel like maybe by spray painting him, we know he tracks through his sense of smell. That's going to throw you way off, and they threw you on a scooter and shot you through the desert. It does give them it, a nice head start. It also, it says, you know, this is your top guy. We base we, we, we knocked, a fool out We of knocked him. him out, and we, yeah. We, and we, we sent him back to you, like, we don't even need him. Like, we're not even threatened like, by him. He's seen us, you can have him. We're saying this, we could have killed him. We don't need to, because we're just that cool, I guess. And... See, and Kevin Ross in chat says, wouldn't a headless rook send the same message? <laughs> I like you, Kevin Ross. I know you are better I mean, like that. that's very practical, but I disagree. You send, you send a corpse back without a head, you know, they're going to be like, oh, the rebels are barbarians, oh, this, oh, that. Like, you can publicize that, but you send back a thoroughly beaten man who's been painted like a clown, like, we totally got the better of your best dude. You can't publicize that. Also, there There's are lots nothing of, good to come of that. There's also lots of ways to kill a man, and shame is a strong weapon of choice. Yeah, and the more and more we're discussing it, the more and more I feel like them killing him in this moment or sending back a headless version of Rook or sending his own head back. That's serial killer territory. (laughs) You know what that is? That's a Saw Gerrera tactic. Like, that... Well, I love it. That is the point that you don't want to cross. Like, that's the point where a show takes an even darker turn. And that is the point where it's like, maybe if this was on Netflix or AMC, they would have done that. But that's not the message we're trying to send is, you know, beat your enemies to death in a murderous also, rage and then send back their headless corpses. It also sure, says we're, great. we're better than you. Absolutely. We have the moral high ground here. Absolutely. Like Part it, of me still thinks he should have died, though. Oh, my gosh, because he's such trouble. If they killed him while fighting him, sure, but not, like, kneeling over him, beating his face in with your fists. Like, yeah. ooh, he was incapacitated. There was, there was no need, but, man, I feel like that's going to come back. I feel like it could I'm also... Sure it will. 
I'm hoping they'll full circle this and that by keeping him alive, it either gives them the upper hand on something or maybe he gives it like, cause he seems like the kind of guy who's not loyal to the empire, but to the highest pair. And maybe like if they do not accept him or if he's being laughed out, it might be to his advantage to help the rebels and then just go on his own way. One of those people who keeps score mentally in his own head. Mm. Well, and Mm -hmm. Michaela in chat says, I honestly can't wait to see Thrawn's reaction to seeing Rook. If you ever want to tilt Thrawn, not only do you tilt one of his generals so that she basically messes up his science fair project before judging, and you humiliate one of his best men. Yeah. Like, if we want to see him tilted, we might get that from this one-two punch combination. Speaking of, I feel like there's a scene in the second episode where we see Thrawn as close to like straight up rage induced as we've seen the last the, I feel like the last time we saw Thrawn this angry was when that low level lackey insulted art and Thrawn literally accosted him physically and then had to go I'm really sorry I lost my cool you just were dissing my art and I'm not <laughs> a fan of that <laughs> so like this exchange that he has with Price um talking about how she's basically trying to cover up her own shortcomings and how much she's shot the Empire in the foot and how much of a problem that is for him. Whoo, man. Freaking chills. Thrawn is the type of villain that does not need to yell. He's he's not disappointed. He's mad. <laughs> I'm. You ruined... <sighs> Everything, everything. Like you, not only lost Hera, but you then, in your haste to cover up your mistake, you blow up all of our resources. What kind of dumb? Like she is lucky <laughs> Thrawn is as contained as he is, because like she'll be punished. You're obviously. really lucky. I'm a hologram right now. <laughs> if Vader had if switched the roles, your windpipe would be touching and you'd be dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no. <laughs> See, huh. that was just an exercise in making everything worse. Like, oh no, shoot the thing they're standing on. No, maybe shoot the ship after they've taken off. So or simple. follow it or something. Literally anything besides the thing that you decided Even to do. Even her lackey yeah. was like, oh man, that's it's the, the fuel, fuel tank. I don't know if you know, but that's all gas. Like, like no? we're all gonna die? Still blow it up? I okay. still I still really love talking about the animation in the show. I really love her body Ooh. language when she's talking to Thrawn and he's basically chastising her and you just see her slump. And that's not something we see from Empire officials. You mm-hmm. know, everybody is very, very pretty oh, yeah. proper. And just to see her completely deflate as he's tearing her down, it's like, oh man, her days are numbered. She got not a very high number. She either has to make up for this in a big way or or say adios. Yeah. (sighs) Okay, so let's let's talk about Ezra um, and his sweet little sort of clever girl. Uh, because, yeah, he, he gets uh, sidelined by these Lothwolves who prior to this had been very, very helpful. To Kanan. Yeah. And they, yeah, to this uh, wolf who refers to himself as Doom, who has the Rebels Rebel logo. Right on his forehead. You know what we didn't do? I didn't check to see if Doom was voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, chat, help us out there. Because I'm almost positive that it 
definitely mm, was. I feel like there's a 98% chance that was Ray Prince Jr. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we were, we were watching on the app, and we basically had to zoom over to the studio as soon as we were done watching. But um, So let us know. But I'm 100% sure that is Freddie Prince Jr. Um, so yeah, Kanan might be dead, but he's alive as a wolf, sort of. It, 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 it seems like instead of forced ghosting, we're gonna astral project into giant direwolves in your dreams. A, a huge giant, like, makes the regular loath wolves look little teeny tiny. Oh, little, little baby wolves. I, I will have to say that as well executed as Kanan's death scene was... I almost wonder if this wouldn't have been better a little later on. And maybe we're getting it now because we're pressed for time in the number of episodes we have left. But I feel like a longer period of time should have elapsed before Ezra starts having this wolf dream. Because I feel like it immediately detracts from the loss of Kanan as a person. I feel like these half hour episodes make it really challenging to kind of space yourself out like that. especially I think it's episode number, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and given the trailers, like what we've seen and what we know is coming down the pipe, like, I'm trying to parse no out time. Like, where will I be seeing these things knowing we have five episodes left but that we're doing them in such a short span yeah, of time. time yeah. Like, yeah, no. Because like, if a week had passed, you might have felt differently coming into yeah, this episode. Yeah, that's like, fair. Like if they had maybe wrapped up episode one with them telling Zeb, then you come back, you're like, okay, like a week has passed, and they're done their grieving and everything, and Hera's just not having her breakdown. But yeah, but this fast, you're just like, oh, okay. Or, or we lost Kanan. No, we this didn't. This is how fast <laughs> war happens sometimes. Or you could choose to look at it as Kanan like, knew what was going to happen and made a plan to be still be there for them. Uh, Timberwolf in, uh, no, Xanardo in chat says, Doom is listed as being voiced by the Force. <laughs> Really, Star Wars? Really? That can't be right. This is what I love about how smart people have gotten with the credits now. It's like, oh, we have a mysterious character. We're not listing who's voicing them because the internet is smart. Yeah, um, I I remember there was another show where character's identity was a mystery. And for the voice, they put question Question mark, question mark, question mark as as the voice credit. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Very smart, actually. Thank you. Thank you for not spoiling that show. Like, if the opening theme weren't dumb enough to reveal it, at least the credits aren't. Um, the opening theme was dumb enough to reveal that spoiler. I'm I'm positive, though, that, like, he's probably voiced by Pretty Prince, yeah, Pretty Prince yeah. Jr. Um, and I'm sure that, at bare minimum, Kanan will be making a spectral appearance at least once before mm. before the show is done. Is it is it too early for predictions? Um, well, we are running out of time. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on the show before we go ahead and move into some rapid-fire predictions? Well, we know we're going to the Jedi Temple. Yeah. And we have a nice rock, paper, scissors rock cut out to see what that means. a nice little Ahsoka name drop. Yep. (laughs) Hopefully some story closure there, guys. Oh, please. (laughs) Please. Closure, I think, would be way too much to ask in Ahsoka's line, but if I could just see her face, that would just, I would really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure anything, like a saber. I'm pretty sure they left that open, so if the occasion arises, they can do more stuff with Ahsoka in a different property. Well, in a different Let's let's go ahead and officially move it on over to predictions if we're we're talking about what ifs with Ahsoka. The only thing I need out of these finales is this. 
what is my next animated show going to be? <laughs> I love Star Wars animated universe. We know they're working on another one. We know, yeah. no, we know oh, it's yeah. coming. And we know it's going to be on the Disney Now app. Like, I'm preparing. I just need you guys to just tip me in a direction. What books do I start reading next? Like, where are, where's my focus at? Could it please be Ahsoka? She's my favorite. Or, like, a cool-ass, like, I like a lady to follow in the Star Wars universes. Por favor. Well, in um, terms of books, the Thrawn comics did just come out. That is true. Yeah. Ooh, some required reading. Right, exactly. That man good. looks very different with shoulder length hair, let me tell you. Woof. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the Dark <laughs> comics have been great, so I'll be excited to pick up the Thrawn books. Um, but as far as predictions for next week go, uh, guys, my favorite episode of Clone Wars is referenced in the trailer. It is the episode where we meet the the metaphysical examples of the Force. Uh, I cannot remember the title of this episode. I think it might just be balance or dirt. I can't remember. It's three parts. There's a father, a son, and a daughter. A holy Light, spirit. dark. <laughs> yeah, no, the father is a holy spirit. It's incredible. <laughs> if you've watched the trailer but haven't seen the original Clone Wars, it's the tile piece that you see on the wall. They're clearly in the Jedi Temple. He's shining it up. The father is standing over his two children, one's light side, one's dark side. We need to get to that because if you've been I mean, watching, we get, we get a strong hint from the tablet that we saw here. Also, the three and the balance. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing: my my biggest issue with Star Wars has always been like they're always talking about balance, but they never bring balance to the universe. Ever, never, never. That's never a thing that happens. Either dark side is winning or light side is winning. I want my balance. We're getting close to it in the movies. This is going to bring us right into Rebels. I would really love it if we could get more of that. Ghost of Mortis says chat. It says what now? The episode title. Check. Oh, I was Ghost I was, of Mortis. I was Ghost looking. of Mortis. Yes, this makes sense. They're on a planet. They forget it. They never remember. It changes yes. Skywalker forever. It is wonderful. The uh, the next two episodes actually are Wolves at the Door and a World Between Worlds. That's according to uh, wait 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 no. Well, I mean, knowledge, worlds, guys, a planet that doesn't technically exist. Get it? It's happening. Ah, I'm so (laughs) excited. I'm just thrilled. Like, I'm... Wolves in a door and a world between worlds. So, guys, I would love to see part of the season, the series finale, getting Hera's point of view of what happened during Rogue One. Yes, absolutely. I need that. That would be stupendous. Um, bare minimum, at least we know that she makes it to Rogue One. Out of nobody else gets a guarantee, but at least she and there Chopper is. make if it. If we could just yeah. get the moment where, like, it's the PA system, so the same thing you hear in Rogue One calling for her and her going to She's like, whatever I have is. to go. I would be like, <laughs> My yes! planet needs me. Wait. It's My happening. galaxy needs me. Yeah. All right, guys. I feel like that just about does it. I feel good about week. it. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so, so much for watching. Katie, where can people go if they want to find you? You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Um, Ruby Show. The Ru- It's not the Ruby Show anymore. It's Rooster Teeth Reviews is weekly. Voltron is coming back next month. Oh. And... Thank you to everyone who was at Gallifrey One this weekend and came to the charity auction. You are all wonderful human beings. Uh, hey guys, I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique and every week at BlackGirlNerds.com and this Saturday at the Anime Awards. That's right, Crunchyroll Ooh. is having their own Anime Awards. And the cool thing about this awards, you can go online on a Crunchyroll and watch all of the nominees. Every single one is available for you to watch in its entirety so you can make informed decisions. I'll be there live tweeting, so check that out. 
I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. I do lots of stuff. Just follow me on Twitter and all that <laughs> stuff. We all, Like I said, we're going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTV Rebels, so feel free to use that all throughout the week. We will see you guys next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. May the force be with you. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.